baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kids' best summer yet at St. Louis University. Time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy Rewind Recap. Amy, I swear. You guys are not going to want to miss Friday. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to be here Friday because Amy's got a story for you. Listen, if something, okay, everybody, 314-436-7900, call or text. If you have, like, a great college story, some would say shenanigans, college shenanigans. And it happened 20 years ago. And it happened ago. 20 years ago, and maybe the police were called, but okay. it was shenanigans. But let's, it's shenanigans <laughs> in, in the sense of the word that nobody got hurt. It's not, it's not yeah, a crime. It's not really a crime. Right. And it was 20 years ago. And it was you 20 can years tell ago. the story Would you now. tell the story? Yes. Would you go to that college and tell the story? Yeah. The university and Absolutely. tell the story? It's not you that did it. It's not, but... Anyway, Friday we are broadcasting live from Billiken's Bar mm. or Billiken's Grill is what it's called. The Bill Grill. The Bill Grill at the uh, Bush Student Center at SLU for the Billiken's Blizzard coming up. That'll be Friday. You know what? Does Ted Drews have a Billikens blizzard? They have to. They have to. If they do, they should, uh, we should eat them. We should eat them. (laughs) Okay. Great call. I just realized I almost did something illegal. You're Uh, not supposed to say, hey, bring that blizzard to us. (laughs) Amy, um, today as we started the show, we discussed the Senate bill for aid, $95 billion worth of aid to Ukraine and Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was agreed upon by the Senate, a 70 to 29 vote, which is an overwhelming vote, bipartisan vote, and appears to be headed to the House and appears to uh, be headed toward its death in the House. Because Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, says it doesn't have anything about the border in it, so we're not going to pass it, even though they did pass a border border bill a couple of weeks ago, and they said no to it. So, can't make them happy. No, no, and again, when we're looking at the increasingly isolationist tendencies of the Republican Party, you can draw a line directly to the rise in populist tendencies in the Republican Party, but again... We are so interconnected as a world, and NATO has been a vital alliance for the United States uh, membership, and as well as supporting our allies against attacks like Russia, a geopolitical adversary, attacking Ukraine, disrespecting the territorial integrity of a nation state. You have to keep an eye on those things. You have to support your allies. And what we're doing is actually wearing down Russia financially. We're wearing them down uh, morale even because the people fighting in this war weren't even alive for the USSR. And we are doing it without sending a troop over there. Right. So this is this even selfishly, even if you don't care about Ukraine, which we should. But let's say you don't. This is a good thing for the United States. As so, and Israel 
is the cornerstone of any stability that's in the Middle East, a longtime ally of the United States, a critical ally. Supporting them is vital as well to our own national interest. Well, it's it's a real shame because it just it has a feel of it all being done for the candidate for the Republican Party and wanting to assist him in his run for president. And he does not. He, he made that very clear a couple of days ago that uh, he would just let Russia do whatever they want to do. And I think he said those words explicitly. So I, I think it's a bad look for us. It puts our allies in a precarious position. It worries them. And that's not how we should behave. It just... And it's a real shame that it's gone this path. We've talked about President Biden on mm-hmm. TikTok, and I don't know if we really got into the the meat of that particular issue, which is if the administration and a lot of people in Congress, it's not just him. It's it's our Senator Josh Hawley is one of those concerned about TikTok mm-hmm. and concerned about the app and the creators of the app and their relationship with the Chinese government and what data could be finding its way to to them and how it's a security issue, those are all valid. And the White House seems to be on that same page. Oh, well, we've we have banned so, TikTok on most government devices. So why is the president country. on it? I have no idea. I think it's such a bad look. It's hypocritical. If anything, it's tone deaf. Now, you heard we there was a Fox reporter asking John Kirby about the president's new TikTok account, and he would not speak to it. And she was asking him about CFIUS. It That's the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. They are the ones looking into TikTok extensively, the national security concerns. I mean, TikTok, the Chinese government is getting all the data from TikTok. We do know that. And that TikTok, it's not just tracking what you, you know, what ads you like, what videos you're watching. I mean, it's even, it's keystrokes. The amount of infinitesimally small data, you know, micro data that the Chinese government has on the American people, as one tech expert put it, it would make the KGB blush. And that does matter, especially when it comes to potentially influencing elections. And speaking of that, a story that is adjacent to it, Mark Saltzman is the host of the Tech It Out podcast. We had him on talking about new technology coming out in 2024, but also he had a public service announcement. I watch where you click online, what you're tapping on. Never, you know, I don't believe any of these texts I get that claim to be from my bank or from the IRS or whatever. You know, if it's important enough, they'll, they'll contact me another way. You know, so always err on the side of caution. Change your passwords so that they're not your dogs or kids' names and birth dates and Opt for two-factor authentication, which means you not only need your password to log in, but you get a one-time code sent to your phone. That cuts down on fraud considerably. And know that AI is just going to make things worse. It's a a very scary time Mm -hmm. if you are not technologically sound, if you don't have a basic knowledge. But even people who do can run into some trouble. So again, don't click links. Don't just assume an email you got is legitimate. If it says it's from your bank and, oh, you need to rectify this problem, click this link to do it. Don't click the link. Don't click it. Um, And if you get an email or a text to call a number, if you know the institution, Google for yourself and Mm -hmm. find for yourself the phone number for that institution and call that. Don't call the number they give you. You got to be very careful. Also, 
Last thing, uh, we talked to the creator and conductor of the Brahms Radiohead show, which will happen February 24th at Stiefel Theater. It is a St. Louis Symphony Orchestra production, and man, I am looking forward to it. This is going to be Radiohead's album, OK Computer, seen through the lens of Brahms. So it's a, it's a reimagination of that album, um, and it's, of course, a reimagination of the Brahms First Symphony. Um, it explores what musical, thematic, and emotional commonalities they have. Um, but from a kind of a production standpoint, it's the St. Louis Symphony, of course, playing in all its glory. And then there are three vocalists that are traveling with me to, to deliver and sing the lines of Radiohead. Um, sometimes, as you know them from the album, I mean, sometimes we hear orchestral renditions of these songs with Brahms's, you know, melodies and themes laid over top. And that's what you're going to get with this show. And it sounds awesome. Really looking forward to it. February 24th. A 7.30 show. It's only one night. Tickets are available. SLSO.org. It is spring training. Cardinals have reported pitchers and catchers reporting today as they are getting ready for the upcoming season. Derek Gould covers the Cardinals for the Post-Dispatch. He's with us next on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's basically Cardinals baseball season because pitchers and catchers report today in Florida. It's happening right now. Amy Marks, Coors, and Chris Ranji. We go to the Quiver River Electric guest line today. And joining us from Jupiter, the town, not the planet, is Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch covering the Cardinals with us on KMOX. Good afternoon, Derek. Good afternoon. Yeah, I would have taken a way wrong turn on I-95 <laughs> if I went to the planet. <laughs> that it's would out. be an expense report I would not want to file. Uh, do you think the Do you think the paper would cover it? Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's the Cardinals. Yeah, we go to all links to cover the Cardinals. That's, That's right. right. That's the right answer. That is absolutely Derek right. Derek Gould's the man. So, other than uh, the, the very first thing I saw on Twitter from from you and some of the other reporters who were there are the new jerseys that the team has to wear, and it sounds like, it, it. I guess they're Nike manufactured, but a lot of the players are not happy with the quality of them? So they're Nike brand. Okay. But the brand is franchised out to um, what used to be Majestic, which made jerseys for a long time, but has been purchased by Fanatics. Um, so Fanatics now runs them with a Nike swoosh on them. Fanatics is the same group that... Uh, basically took over all sorts of uh, fan apparel and merchandise and also owns Topps baseball cards, for example. Yeah, and it sounds like they're not happy. They don't fit well. I don't like them. Those are some of the quotes that are that are coming out. I think it's, it might depend on who you ask. Yeah. Some of the Nike guys might tell us they're great. Is oh, of it course. like uh, the Seinfeld episode when the Yankees switched to cotton? And they shrunk. And then they yeah. shrunk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit like, yeah. yeah I mean, just some of the classic touches that, you know, that Bill DeWitt III brought back to the, ball, to, the, to the jersey and some of the things that, you know, just have been 
excuse the pun, but have been a thread that ties the Cardinals together from Roger Hornsby all the way through, you know, Albert Pujols and then Albert Pujols' return. Um, <laughs> you know, all those things, just some of them aren't there, like yeah. the chain stitching of the name on the shirt tails. Or um, if you look at the jersey, it'll look like it's got the stitching of the classic jersey logo. Uh, and the Cardinals fought to get it to look that way, but it's not like it was. Oh, it's it's such an interesting little detail, and I don't think most people will care ultimately, but hopefully the players are comfortable. We we did find out, Derek, and we knew this was going to happen. It was mentioned about a year ago, but the right. City Connect jerseys, which will be a completely different thing. A lot of teams have done it. There are nine teams added this year, and the Cardinals are going to be one of them, but we don't know what they look like yet. Well, we have some ideas to how they'll look like, and this is all related. Um, so you're going to see the Cardinals in white um, during spring training because they had to retire or um, we'll figure out what they'll do eventually. But teams are limited into the number of jerseys that they can have. I know it looks like some teams have a myriad of jerseys, but they just have different variations of their uniform. Um, but they're, they're, they're limited to five. And the, so the Cardinals had to reduce by one and they chose their spring training, those, those red tops, um, which, to, you know, to adopt a, a city connect, which is going to have a red as the dominant color. Um, it's probably going to have some of the, the rich blue um, that you would probably have, uh, identify with their road hats. Um, but is also very prominent on these new white jerseys. Uh, and then, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously shopping around, or, uh, or or workshopping or focus group, whatever you want to say, the Lou um, Nike's put it on T-shirts, and uh, it's I think it's even on the banner there um, on the Cardinals.com, their main page. I think it says for the Lou. Um, so you know, and they Nike has had T-shirts with the skyline um, that says the Lou. So you can kind of see indications for what the City Connect is going to look like. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they they come up with. I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah, I hope they take inspiration from the flag, from the city flag, because yeah. it's such a great city flag. It really is. Um, you know, like uh, the Rockies took inspiration from the license plates, which is great. That's uh-huh. fine. Colorado's license <laughs> plates are good. Um, Wrigleyville, you know, they, I mean, the Cubs got a Wrigleyville jersey, which I think is cool. Everybody else may have different opinions on it or just might not like anything about the Cubs. But I think they're cool. Um, you know, some other teams have done different things, but uh, – to pull from the city flag would be really nice. So what else has happened today other than, than that? Um, it's just Jersey it's, talk. Jersey it's just talk Jersey talk today? <laughs> Nothing else? Yeah, just Jersey. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Sonny Gray threw a bullpen. Um, Sonny Gray, the, the Cardinals, you know, biggest acquisition, free agent signing. They, they signed him quick. Um, he was long. That's already, they've tried to trade for him before. Um, he has the potential, if he plays out his entire contract, he has the potential to be in the first $100 million free agent pitcher for the Cardinals. Um, actually, the first $100 million contract for a pitcher for the Cardinals. Um, so no small thing here. And he uh, he went out there and he threw a bullpen to Wilson Contreras. That's going to happen a lot, the Cardinals hope, um, that they, throw, they that he makes a lot of throws to Wilson Contreras this year. Um, and he, he uh, is very vocal, very vocal, very animated, very vocal, very much trying to egg his teammates on to compete or however one, however he wanted to do it. Um, but it was it was it was something. It was very interesting. It was not 
It was not a bullpen suitable for a library. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a couple of quotes. Um, I'm not going to read them, but it, it sounds like they're already having a good time, and that's, I guess, what the beginning of spring training is. People relaxed and just sort of getting into form. Correct, because they haven't lost yet, uh-huh. and no one is keeping score. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, That's right. So um, this is what what... what Derek, would you like to see, I know this is sort of a generic question when it comes to spring training, but there are still a lot of questions about this team um, going into the regular year. We've got new pitching. Um, I don't think every Cardinals fan is satisfied with what they've done to date, but what are you looking for as you cover the first part of spring? Yeah, you know, I mean, the first thing every team or reporter or anybody fan look for in spring is health. You know, I mean, there's just... That you kind of brace for what aiming teams do this to what injury is going to come their way that they don't expect or that they couldn't foresee or or what event causes an injury that just was impossible to project because that happens throughout spring training it happens every spring training um, so a team wants to get through healthy um, as healthy as possible um, you know from a more specific to this year you know I, I think it'll be really interesting to see if the approach the Cardinals have taken with the bullpen works out. Now, the bullpen they open the season with is not the one that they're going to close the season with. That's just not how bullpens work. But they are going to have to take this group into the season, and those wins in April, I mean, there's a real rigorous schedule awaiting them, and a rigorous schedule usually puts a lot of strain or even is a very strong test of the bullpen um, and how it can hold leads. And right now, you know, the Cardinals are going to throw quantity at that. They're going to throw stuff at that. They're going to throw metrics at that. They're going to throw possibility and promise at it. Um, but by the end of spring, they probably want to know what certainty they can throw at it. And that's something that is only going to develop right now. It's just, it's, it's a lot of it is on paper. A lot of it is potential. They, they didn't go out and get the, the surefire kind of reliever. They went out and got the guy who may be on the upside. Um, but that has to manifest. The the attention all off season has been pitching, pitching, pitching. Um, are yeah. we are we wrong to assume that the offense will continue to be uh, productive, just as good as it was last year? Maybe even a rebound or or a little improvement over last year. Well, I mean, a little. Let's, I guess we have to figure out where you're coming from there. Like a little improvement from last year would be top five in the league. Is that good enough? Yeah, it would be. Because they were really good offensively yeah. last year. It just was messed. It just was missed and kind of messed up because of the pitching. And they were always playing from behind. So there were things offensively they couldn't do because they were playing behind a lot. But, you know, August 1st, right before the trade deadline, they were seventh best, eighth best in the league as far as, you know, offensive indicators, whether your preference is advanced metrics, like how they're doing in creating runs or just straight up rates, like as in how often are they getting on base and how much are they slugging? So, you know, they were top seven, top eight, and you had down years from Nolan Arenado, you know, first time in his career, he didn't get to 30 home runs or a hundred RBIs in a full season. Um, You know, Paul Goldschmidt spent a lot of the years kind of searching for that right feel at the plate, for his timing, for how he loaded the bat, um, you know, and didn't have the power source. You know, so they had a lot of guys who just had down years, um, Jordan Walker finding himself, um, Mason Wynn struggling at the end. 
But and and Mason Wynn wasn't part of that top seven, top eight. Obviously, he was added later. But when Brendan Donovan got injured, that's and the trades happened. That's when they began to sink. Well, Brendan Donovan's back. If they can keep Lars Newbar on the field, you know that's a big part of it. I mean, if anything, the Cardinals will have three left-handed bats of a lot of intrigue. Um, you know, that can bring, you know, exactly what a modern offense wants. They got the thunder, the the slug of Nolan Gorman, who could go out and hit 40 home runs. He has that kind of ability. Um, Lars Newbar could go out and have an 850 to 910 OPS season and be that blend of both doubles and on-base percentage just because of his feel for the strike zone. And then there's Brendan Donovan, who is just one of the best at getting on base and commanding the strike zone. So, And I bring those three guys up because having left-handed presence is so vital for a team to have success, not just during the season, but in October. It's, it's sometimes what sets, or it's a lot of times, it's what sets a lineup apart is what presence, what authority, what production do you have from that left side? Because a lot of teams have right-handed batters, but even more so a lot of teams have million-dollar relievers paid handsomely to get right-handed batters out with high velocity, high movement, high sliders. So what do you do from the left side? Cardinals have in those three guys, they have the potential to have a really elite offense if they keep those guys on the field and if they get production, you know, kind of from all three of them. Derek, we're looking forward to the regular season, but um, spring has just begun, and I know we'll be checking in mm-hmm. um, at some point again here soon. Thank you for taking time today to talk with us. You bet. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. That is Derek Gould. He covers the Cardinals and has for a long time very good at it. Uh, with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Joining us from Jupiter, Florida, as the Cardinals have begun spring training, pitchers and catchers reporting today. That's Amy Marks Coors. I'm Chris Ranji. You've got KMOX. Hey, it's Chris and Amy on KMOX. Uh, Dave Glover show at 1 o'clock. Hey, real quick. Mm-hmm. You want to do something cool for the people before we get oh, to our next please guest? Please tell me it's giving away Luke Bryan tickets. It's giving away Luke Bryan tickets. Unbelievable. Uh, Luke Bryan, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, July 28th. Play it tickets. again, play it again, play it again. Or just once is fine. Uh, but if you want to see Luke Bryan play, you have a chance to win tickets right now by being caller number, pick it, Amy. Nine. Caller number nine to the contest line, 314-955-1120, and you'll get to see Luke Bryan. Um, hopefully, if you win, you'll get to see Luke Bryan, and then we'll give away tickets tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. All That's right? right. Good luck to you. Time to go to the Quiver River Electric guest line, and we love puppies on this show, Uh-oh. don't we? Honestly, I thought we were going to be able to meet some puppies today. I, I saw a puppy earlier. I guess we don't get the puppies, but the earlier show gets the puppies. Well, we have the director of the Humane Society of Missouri Animal Task Force. Ella Frank is with us on the Quiver River Electric guest line. Good afternoon, Ella. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Well, Ella, to be honest, I thought we were going to meet some puppies Yeah, we thought today. we were going to meet some puppies. I'm a little no. sad. <laughs> I'm <you>? sorry. <laughs> well... Well, it's It'll okay. be hard to forgive you, but We're I guess fine. you I guess you do so much good that we will. Yeah. But um that again, we we're excited to have you on and to do what we can. 
uh, to help the Humane Society, all the good work you're doing for dogs and cats around the area. Um, What do people need to know today? Um, Well, today is the Humane Society's third annual day of giving. And the day of giving is just critically important to help fund the Animal Cruelty Task Force. Um, And you can do that by a couple different ways. You can give uh, a one-time donation. If you do $100 or more today, you'll receive some cute little stickers, which all of our rescue animals on it. You can also become a humane hero by becoming a monthly donor, um, and you get a couple goodies for that as well. You get a tote bag, some stickers, and a decal. So Very exciting. Well, we love radio listeners love a good tote bag. I like a good tote bag. bag. (laughs) Yes. Well, let me ask you to this about with being the Humane Society and we always hear that it's so important to adopt a pet rather than, you know, don't go to a pet store or whatever, but adopt a pet. There are so many pets in needs of homes. What would you say to someone who's maybe intimidated because maybe they've got kids, maybe they're not sure the best way to go about a process of adopting um, a new dog, for instance, a new puppy for their home? Well, um, we do have a a lot of great um, resources on our website that tells you kind of how to acclimate a dog, um, slowly um, give it some time to decompress once it gets to your house, um, how to, you know, if you do already have a dog, how to kind of help that first interaction um, to go well. Um, And all that can be found, if anybody is curious, on our website um, under the education area. And that website is hsmo.org, correct? That that's correct. Okay, yes. so that that's the website to go to, and all the resources that you want are there. I the the dog I had growing up, um, we had her for oh gosh, uh, about fifteen years, I guess. And I know my mom and dad picked her up from the Humane Society. What what does the organization do? Um, I mean, obviously, you're taking care of these of these animals before people come to adopt them. But what is a a general overview of what the organization does? I think everybody knows you can adopt a pet, but there is a lot more than just that. Well, really just giving that second chance to companion animals um, is, you know, the focus of the Humane Society. And I know for the task force, um, we're dedicated to helping animals that are at risk from abuse and neglect and natural disasters, um, emergencies in all the whole state of Missouri, all 114 counties and the city of St. Louis. And with, excuse me, and with that work and today being that day of giving again for the Humane Society, um, can you explain those funds when people give exactly the daily tasks, uh, the daily rescues that they're helping to fund? Sure. Um, You know, it can go to getting supplies. Um, I know a lot of the Humane Heroes, um, that donation will go to enrichment toys for the cats and the dogs so they have um, things to do while they're in the kennel. Um, Because sometimes, you know, especially with the animals the task force brings in, they might have a lengthier stay. So to be able to, you know, keep them engaged and interact um, with toys is very important. So donations can, you know, go from, you know, we have an Amazon wish list so you can see, you know, all what um, items, you know, you could buy and donate to help out. Um, But it, it goes... The donations are, are, it's how we're able to do these big rescues. And the St. Louis community is just so loving and supportive of of us and the rescues that we do.
the animal the animal cruelty task force that that you've mentioned it, so how do you find out about situations that are um not good for animals do you get tips how does how does that work and then how do you go about retrieving the animals from wherever they are yeah um so any individual it can be uh, maybe a family member a neighbor a coworker the um you, postal, um, Amazon, anybody can make a report. You can do it one of a couple ways. You can call into our our line and talk to our dispatcher. You can go to the website and fill out an online complaint, or you can send an email. And all those um, tips, we'll call them, will come into the office, and then they'll get assigned out to that investigator for that territory. And then they'll go and just kind of make that initial observation. And a lot of the times the investigators can just educate the owner on what the proper care is under the state laws. Um, and if that that doesn't happen, then we can work with local law enforcement to remove the animals if the situation doesn't improve. Oh, we were, we were smiling. But what if the, if the pups in the background want to join the we, show? We could hear them. I think they want to be on the show. <laughs> what, are, what, are they, what are they going on about back there? What's happening? Um, who knows? I know my office is right across from one of the rooms and somebody could be in there, um, cleaning, um, starting to walk. Um, but yeah, my office will get uh, a little noisy at times. <laughs> I love it, it has to be like living on a busy street and there's ambulances <laughs> going by sirens all the time and you just get used to it and don't realize it's happening. Is that what it's like for you in the office? It is, yeah. but occasionally there'll be, um, one that sticks out and you almost kind of want to go track them down to see who's making that noise. <laughs> it's usually a husky, um, you oh, know, or a hound dog howling. What? Oh my gosh. Huskies, Huskies seem like dogs. they are very whiny. Oh, whiny? <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. We They're... have, well, my mom has a dog that we thought, uh, it's a, it was this, well, first of all, <laughs> Francis is his name. He grew much bigger than we were expecting, but also he, uh, we think he has anxiety, and he he gets very nervous, and then I get nervous. And so if we if I take him out at uh, like at night, he'll look and like, what was that noise? And then I'm like, what's that noise? And I feel like we rile each other up. So I could, I get how all the dogs in the back are riling each other up because Francis and I we get each other riled oh, up boy. for sure. Well, th- I don't want to bring bring it bring us down a little bit, but I did want to ask. I'm going to. Because I know this is one of the largest animal shelters in the state, and you guys place 7,000 to 9,000 animals in their forever homes every year. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. of rescuing 7,000 to 9,000 animals. And that you're, <laughs> and and like you said, some of these animals are, are victims of animal cruelty, and I can only imagine the medical expenses and the care expenses that add up for you guys finding animals in poor condition and then having to take care of them and help them back to health. Yes. Um, it can be, you know, sometimes we'll get some of the puppies in um, and, you know, they're younger, they're healthier. So their road to recovery is not as long. Um, but some of the ones like from Stone County, the rescue we just mm-hmm. did, it was an emergency rescue. We had some very, very thin dogs, um, a body condition score one of nine. Um, and they will get seen by the vet. Um, they'll get a specialized treatment plan, and it can take a while. And then um, also we have a wonderful behavior team that will work with the dogs, get them out um, playing, get some more enrichment. Um, but, yes, yeah, some of the dogs, 
can stay here for um, a lengthy time, and that is, you know, hard on on the dogs and, you know, financially, um, it can get costly. Today is the day of giving for the Humane Society. You can donate by going to hsmo.org slash dog. And you can make your donation today. And again, I didn't know a whole lot about the Animal Cruelty Task Force. Love, love that that is part of your mission. And we appreciate you being part of the show today. Thank you so much for joining us, Ella. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. That is Ella Frank, the director of the Humane Society of Missouri Animal Task Force. Again, today is the day of giving. HSMO.org slash dog. Yeah, it's funny. Living on a busy street. It's just like, go by. like you live by a hospital and you don't yeah. even know it's it's happening. Yeah, it becomes white noise like in the background. Right. You don't even hear it. Why? Well, I want to know what those pups are going on about. Huskies. Why do you think huskies are whiny? You ever see videos of, of husky owners and the, the things always whining and crying about something? I think because they're hot. We all get whiny it when we're be. hot, and I think huskies, they they're like beautiful. cold weather. They're beautiful. They've got all that beautiful fur, and I think I think they're hot, and it makes us all whiny. They are they are beautiful and cranky. Oh, get serious. Like every girlfriend I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't you go to break? This is the Chris and Amy Show on KMOX. Well, Amy, as we close out the show today, we're introducing a new segment called Well, well Actually. Well, Actually. Well, Actually. Uh, that's when you yeah. uh, text in or call into the show yeah. and Well, Actually us. Yep. Because we've said something and you say, well, actually, well, here's what really well, is. Actually. So we got a text uh, to 314-436-7900. Because? We were talking about Huskies. And you said Huskies are whiny. And they I are said whiny. maybe they're hot. And you said maybe they're hot. And a texter says, well, actually, about the Huskies, their fur actually keeps them cool. And I looked it up Mm -hmm. because I have Google, Mm -hmm. and it turns out the texter is correct. Yeah, but does it also keep them warm? Here you go. Huskies have a dense, Mm -hmm. wavy undercoat that insulates their skin from heat and a longer top coat of straight guard hairs that reflects the heat. So in the summer, their undercoat cools them down and keeps Mm -hmm. them safe. Um, and then this shaving a husky can cause heat stroke during the spring and summer seasons. Are there people shaving their huskies? I've never seen that. The ASPCA advises against shaving most breeds, especially huskies in the summer. Wow. Who is doing that? But also aren't huskies, they're made for cold weather. (laughs) Like huskies are in the snow. Huskies love the snow. Yeah. Yeah. So while I well, think it does both, it's, it must I be think, a miracle. But I think their fur keeps their warmer than it keeps them warmer than it does cool them. And I guess this is a thing. I guess people are You're, shaving their yeah, huskies okay. because they think, oh, they but, must be hot. Yeah, the, but clothes, he, the hair is long. Clothes keep us cool too. But it, you put on more clothes in the winter to stay warm. But your clothes also keep you cool because they reflect sun, and you wouldn't want the the sun and the heat directly on your skin. But it doesn't mean that you're made for the summer and you're not hot. Well. This this says that it that's what it does. Yeah, well, I I'm tell I'm going with I'm the ASPCA. You, huskies are whiny because they're hot. <laughs> they are grouchy. They're a little grouchy, yeah. but I, they're adorable. They're so beautiful. They they're really majestic. Are. Look at their eyes. 
Huskies have nice eyes. I think a dog would soften your heart. I don't think. My, what are you talking about? I'm very nice. You're very guard. You you are all guard hair. <laughs> what does that even mean? You're all guard hair. You you need a tenderizer on your heart, and I think you should. I'm going to commit right now for this day of giving. I'm going to commit you to adopting a puppy from the Humane Society. So we got a follow up text from Mr. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah, and uh, they say. I used to own a pet store, and this idiot had five huskies, and he shaved them. I wanted to punch them out because he was allergic to the fur. So I said to him, well, why don't you get a different dog, idiot? (laughs) I hope. Listen, we appreciate you listening to this show. Mm -hmm. I really hope that you actually said to this person, get a different dog, idiot. I think he might have. Ask him if he actually said idiot. That's well. That's it's out there, and if we get a text message in the next hey, thirty seconds, I'll let you know. Did we get a winner for the Luke Bryan? Tickets? Oh yeah, Tyler. Who is our winner? Oh, he's got to look. He's got to text oh, me because the microphone gosh. doesn't work. So we'll find out. But we <laughs> well, are gi- giving. We're giving away Luke Bryan tickets yep. tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday, as we gave a pair away today. And uh, congratulations to the winner, who I don't know who it is yet. You want to keep listening. Oh, uh, Tyler just sent me a text message, and I will let you know. The winner is, take a guess, Amy. It's Lana. No, it's not. It's Lana Uh from Collinsville. Lana from Collinsville. Is going to go see Luke Bryan. Congratulations, Lana. That'll be a lot of fun. Yep. It'll be a great time. Oh, the dog pet store owner says, I did. I did call that person an idiot. What is this pet store owner's name? I don't know. John? (laughs) I did call him an idiot. Needless to say, he never shopped with us again. But you know what? Good for you because you protected that dog, hopefully. did your duty. That's right. Five huskies? And shaved them all because he was allergic to... Why would you get a hairy dog if you're allergic to hair? But also, five seems like a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot of huskies. They must have all really whined. All right. Dave Glover's show is coming up next. Anything you missed on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y and KMOX.com. We are back with you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Amy Marks, Coors, Chris Ranji on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 